Future Proof Extra from News Talk. It's something that we find, you know, we find ourselves obsessing about, um, and some more than others, I suppose. Gold. It's uh, an, an element that is captured the imagination for its shininess and also its rarity and yet despite all of the technological advances we've made uh, we still haven't found a way to synthesize something like that or have we managed to synthesize any elements joining us on the program is john o'donoghue he's a chem coordinator at the school of chemistry in trinity college dublin and he's here to tell us about the 150th anniversary of the discovery of the periodic system uh which is being celebrated next year john welcome to the program um thank you for having me so so remind us of our um school grade chemistry first so the periodic table of elements is a list of all the basic uh, sort of building blocks building think, blocks the, ele- the yeah. elements mm. that, of which the entire world is made actually the universe is one made. of the first names for elements was uh, simples uh, which sounds like the, the TV ad or something um, it was Antoine Lavoisier actually had uh, called them simples because they're the simplest form of uh, of the matter in the world um, the actual periodic system the reason it's celebrated next year is because uh, the Russian scientist Dmitry Mendeleev took it from being just a list and actually predicted that there would be elements in between the ones that they had already discovered. And that's what makes it kind of genius. Because at the time, there was only about 20 to 30 discovered. So wow. he actually was left... Right? Yeah, so he, he actually left spaces for the ones that he knew would fill in the gaps. Because if you put them in a table mm. and you, you, you look at certain properties, mm. if you go from left to right, you add a proton in the structure mm-hmm. and they get heavier. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then if you examine other properties, as you go down the table, mm-hmm. something else happens. What is that? Well, it's also that it's actually the more electrons in the outside of the shell as well. So y- you can actually, beca- it's not just a list, it's a really handy tool for us, especially in chemistry, that we can actually look anywhere on the table and go, right, that element will have these certain properties because it's near these other elements. Yeah. And that's very handy. I always call it like a, a recipe or like a, a, for like a cookbook or something because we can go to the table and go, right, if I take a lot of carbon and a little bit of oxygen, and a little bit of sulfur, what can I make from it? And it's like, it's like that. It's like a, a recipe book almost. So can we synthesize... Um, elements by chipping off bits of one atom uh, to make it, you know, the, snapping off a proton, yeah. so to speak, or um, throwing away a few electrons. Isn't that the basis of um, nuclear power? Yes. So it, I think this is actually quite interesting that you can, in fact, yes, you can convert elements from one to the other. And as you mentioned earlier about alchemy, that that's what the, the early alchemists were trying to do. They were trying to transmutate uh, lead into gold. So there are three protons of a difference between the, between the two of them. Um, and they were trying to do it chemically, I suppose. They were trying to see what way they could change it that way. But we actually do it by physics almost. It's actually smashing atoms together. And CERN is where, where, where they produce the most of them, really. Um, but yes, you can, in fact, you know, add three protons and change one element from one to another. Yeah, it is possible. But um, theoretically, right? Yeah. But, but the, the Not thing... Even theoretically, it has actually been... They have changed elements from one form to another. In fact, in fission nuclear, nuclear reactors, uh, you regularly get atoms splitting, for instance. Um, Ernest Walton, who was an Irish scientist from County Waterford. Um, He lectured in Trinity College Dublin and he actually won the Nobel Prize for splitting the atom. He actually split a lithium atom um, into into two heliums. Yeah, he he bombarded it with protons and then he actually split the atom into two helium atoms. uh, uh, So, because I thought, lithium is metal, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought the the heaviest stuff were harder because it's 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 this really stable elements that mm. are harder to change, right? Yeah. The reason why we use uranium um, in because it's uh, unstable is because it's already a bit fragile mm. and it's easier to smash. But I, I I would have thought something like lithium or lead or mm. gold or any of these metals 
were so stable that they are very difficult to, to sort of change. And they are. And I suppose that is why we don't actually synthesize gold, for instance, because it is incredibly expensive. Um, and plus, you only to, to, to change it from one form to another. It's just easier to go out and dig it up um, and actually mine it from, uh, as, as ore. And actually, the English word ore for mining, um, there's a theory that it actually comes from the Irish word for gold, which is ore, and which is ore, which I think is a quite a nice analogy, the fact that you can uh, you, that you mine this up. But yeah, the thing is, it is cheaper to mine it up and actually bring it out of the ground than well, it is to change it. And if you ask my builder, lead is apparently the same price as gold um, because he's doing some work on my roof and the estimates I'm getting are right. literally astronomical. So right, like, yeah. there's no point in change. You might as well be synthesizing lead because yeah. that seems to be in such short supply um, that it's very, very expensive. <laughs> so, um, so theoretically, though, we could do lead to gold? Yes, and uh, it has been done. So oh, oh, right, has it? So we've done alchemy? Yeah, essentially, yes. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... It sort of uh, ruined my intro to both the show and all the promos we've done. <laughs> well, the thing is, yes, you can do it. It's just incredibly expensive and incredibly difficult to do it. Um, so there is a... Th- Glenn Seaborg, actually, who has an element named after him, Seaborgium, um, he actually reported in 1980 that they did, in fact, change lead to gold. So he went from lead is number 82, gold is number 79. They basically stripped three protons off of lead and you have gold. How did you do that? Smashing it. And they, with a hammer? It, yeah, with, a, with basically a hammer. But no, it's actually, um, say, a proton beam. Um, or you sometimes you might do a beam of lithium or a beam of a particular element. And you keep firing it for a long period of time. Eventually, um, you force the two different atoms together to the point where they will either fuse or, or, or fall apart. Isn't that so cool? Is it, so on this program, I've learned that um, if you fire a proton beam mm. at another element, you can create gold. You can create different elements, yeah. That's awesome. And that's actually how we make all the new ones, the super heavies, uh, which was the ones that got um, got named uh, only a couple of years ago. We People were reporting that we got new elements. But So 2016, we yeah. added like a whole bunch of elements four right? new ones yeah, yeah. Uh, so number 118 number 115 now these are they're quite large and we don't have a major use for them yet and if people go okay so why bother make them but we make them because the outside ring and, and the structure of them and what they do is interesting for the rest of the table because if they do something different so say if they make a compound or an L or a structure that the other ones in that row don't do then we can kind of go hang on a minute maybe if they if they if that element can do a particular thing maybe the rest of them can do that too and it makes us go back and revise things in the rest of the element the table as well i presume when you when you're going towards the bottom right hand mm. side of this periodic table you're talking about stuff that either lasts for a billionth of oh, a second. Femtosecond, f- yeah. What's a femtosecond? Oh, it's like a billionth of a second, I think it is. It's right, okay. So a whole pile of zeros. Uh, right, before. okay. So, so, uh, and, and so it's, it's almost impossible mm. to hold these at current room yep. uh, room temperature pressure. It's impossible. It's very difficult, but I think, I can't remember which one of these. It might be um, gadolidium. No, it's probably one of the bigger ones. Um, what's, what's the, what's the, 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 the furthest down right that we've actually managed to so number, create for, and, 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 it's, and, it, and it exists? Number 118, organicin. It's a very difficult one to say. And so um, you, can, you, you can see and touch this material? No. Oh. It's maybe two atoms of it, three atoms. <laughs> oh. It's, quite small now there has been some chemistry done on these so some of the larger ones they are, if, if you can get the atoms to stay there for even a, a second the, the theory is that if you can get them even for a full second you can do chemistry so they can actually pump a gas in there and create um, a complex from it or do something with it if you can get a second even so theoretically you could make a molecule out of this stuff yes, right? you can if you, if you could hold it there long enough you can make a molecule out of it yeah which would be very exciting because you would have no idea what this molecule it could turn uh, and Peter Parker it into could Spider-Man. also stay it could make them stable 
So yeah. if they're unstable as they are on their own and you can make a molecule from it that is stable, then you have literally a whole new thing that we've never had before. Are you doing this sort of stuff? No, unfortunately. Why would you be a chemist and not be doing this stuff? <laughs> because you could be getting a, na- a thing named after. You could have um, odonahunium. Odonahunium, I like that. Odonahunium. That's not bad. I like that. It's okay, yeah. So, so some of our elements are... Um, they're just literally disappearing in front of our eyes. Isn't mm. that right? Helium. So helium is an interesting one, yeah. Um, if I know helium, you see it in party balloons. Um, yep, funny voices. Um, the, but it's also used in MRI machines uh, for, you know, getting brain scans and, and whatever because it's liquid helium is incredibly cold, minus 260 degrees. And it's cold enough so that it actually cre- causes the metal alloys to be superconductive, which gives you a huge magnetic field, which is why you get such lovely clear images on MRI machines. However, it also floats off out of the atmosphere. We can't keep it physically on the planet Earth. Um, now, there's loads of it in the sun, if you fancy going up there to get some. Um, but it is running out. And some estimates make out we could be out of helium in 30 years. Some 30 people, years? Some people think 100 years. See, it's like oil. Uh, when I was young, uh, in CSPE, we were, we were told that we're going to run out of oil in 30 years or something. And we, obviously, we still have oil um, because you find new ones all the time. And I actually think in Tanzania, they have found a huge reservoir of helium a couple of years ago. So right. it's not as in the news as it was uh, before they found that. Um, how, how, I mean, if you've got that much helium, mm. is it not lifting Tanzania up a bit? <laughs> or just get half of Tanzania floating yeah, away. Exactly. Um, so, uh, there are stocks of helium, though, right? Mm. Um, America has a big stock of helium. They have. They stored it for years and years because they thought they were going to use it for airships because they thought airships were going to be a huge thing. Like blimps. Like blimps, yeah. Um, they never really took off because obviously planes are much more efficient and they can carry more people and everything else. But, um, but oh, yeah, they did. They stockpiled it. Um, and it is being used and they actually sold it off because they had so much of it they sold off some of it and I think that is where the whole idea of using it in balloons came from because they were trying to just get rid of it for a while and now they've realised actually no hang on we do need this stuff hey kid (laughs) give me my birthday balloon back we need it for MRI machines yeah Um, so as part of the International Year Periodic Table the European Chemical Society have actually released this new kind of image which I have here in front of me you can find it on the website uh, yeah it's on our Twitter if you have a look at um, News Talk Science on Twitter and it's an incredibly interesting because it shows you the ones that are in supply, print, plentiful supply, the ones that are in danger are in the next hundred years, and which elements are used in mobile phones. Because it's it's nice to show you know this is something in your hand, and these are quite unusual elements you may not have normally heard of, and they're in your phone. Yeah, there's like a ton of um, yeah. different elements used in your mobile phone, which sort of makes you think, oh God, I hope there's enough of that that we're not just wasting it on mm. you know swiping left or right. Um, the, some of those seem very small on the on the map. Uh, the ones that we use for mobile phones, mm. rare earth elements. Mm. Are rare earth elements very rare? No, it's a funny. It's a kind of misdemeanor. Um, when they were found, uh, there's actually a very famous town, uh, but it's a village really in Sweden called Yitterby. And it's actually where uh, a whole pile of them uh, were found in this one single rock uh, in a mine. The, the, the scientist, um, Arrhenius, he was basically, he spotted this black rock and he actually actually isolated nine completely new elements from that. Now, this is, you know, 18-something. But those elements, he because it was the first time they were found, he called them rare earth because they came from the earth. And they're not actually r- very rare because we now mine them quite a significant amount. But at the time it was the first time they were found and they had found quite a lot of elements at that stage so this was a really unusual find right, okay. so he called them rare earth elements and that's where that name came from um, femtosecond is 10 to the power of minus 15 seconds wow so, okay. so thank you for that so well, uh, 10 to the power of million billion billion yes there you go uh, you were close yeah just <laughs> a few billion off yeah <laughs> it's fine <laughs> uh, John O'Donoghue uh, came out coordinator with the School of Chemistry in Trinity College Dublin thank you very much You're I really enjoyed that 